Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, September 26, 2022. Today on the Ether, the PageDAO Show, Episode 3, Web3 Onboarding. Let's take a listen. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, GM and aloha, you guys. How's it going? Great, great. Aloha to you, too. Aloha, CD from sunny Texas. So it's nice in Texas. How is it in Montana today? Montana. Beautiful? It is beautiful. It yeah, is. It is. Learn. Yep. I moved my phone. I was just trying to be close by and have, <laughs> <laughs> you know, octopus arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we got Greg Younger Eth in the house. What's up, dude? How are you today? Well, I, I guess you can't reply. Um, Anyway, we, we've got a show lined up for you, and it's going to be pretty cool. Yes, Greg, it's great to see you. I'm so happy to see you in the audience. I hope maybe you'll get a chance to jump on stage with us and chat a little bit. Yeah, let's look back at the schedule for the for the week here. Um, I, I think the last uh, third or so is going to be kind of the Dow open mic. Um, our guest today, although I don't see them quite yet, should be Panvala. Um, and so 20, 30 minutes in, we'll uh, kind of shift gears and bring them up and put them on the mic. Um, and then let's see. It looks like we've got a couple of different things. Uh, CD, would you like to start off by just kind of updating us about the geek meet that you did in Hawaii yesterday? It sounds like a pretty amazing onboarding event. And everybody already knows, I'm pretty sure by now, that my big focus right now is onboarding. So I love hearing about that. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, so every year in Hawaii, prior to the pandemic, there was something called Geek Meet that happens. It's just where people who have geek interests, basically, we all go to this uh, park, Ala Moana Beach Park, and a section of it called Magic Island. And we set up tents and we share our geek passions with each other. So, you know, you get out there and there's like, you know, people in Stormtrooper outfits and, you know, a lot of cosplay stuff. Um, comic books, keyboard builders, 3D printing people. And my friend Ryan is uh, one of the guys that organizes it. He's like the main guy. And so he was like, hey, you should come out and talk about the stuff you're doing with Web3 and crypto and NFTs. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll do it. So I set up a tent and I put together a little bit of stuff. The the new issue of Vagabond Magazine is coming together. And it is, oh my God, it's so good. It's all about Web3 community. So I printed out some stuff about that, a little bit of stuff about PageDAO, some stuff about NFTs in general. And I hung up a big sign that said, are NFTs bad um, with question marks on it. And I just hoped to engage with some with some geeks, really, because who's who's a better audience for NFTs and crypto blockchain stuff than geeks, right? People who are already keyboard warriors on their computers doing all kinds of stuff. So I set up and uh, 
it was so cool. I mean, the, the Lieutenant governor of Hawaii, who is a really cool guy. Um, he all when we just super cool. And he's like, he's web three set a really unique, a really unique biodiversity. And I was like, you know, what would be cool would be to set up an NFT that people on the plane could like go through like a questionnaire, learn some things about Hawaii, like don't step on the reefs. And this is why we suggest reef friendly sunscreen, um, stuff like that. And then when they complete that, they get a, a little NFT that maybe, you know, retailers could give little discounts for. And he was totally into it, which was so awesome. He was, and, um, you know, so anyway, I talked with him a little bit. And then uh, lots of other people came by. I met some people who were doing NFT projects here in Hawaii um, that focus on kids um, and like wellness and mental well-being of kids. Uh, another guy is like came by and was like sort of like my dad just invested in this crypto thing and and I was like you know these are the red flags that I look for I can't say the thing that you're into is is good or bad but um, anyway it was it was just awesome but one of the big big realizations out there was I had made you know because there's a lot of people that go out there so I made 500 po apps to give to attendees that came out, you know, and for those who don't know, a POAP is a proof of attendance protocol. You have to have a crypto wallet to do it. I only found three people that had crypto wallets and wanted to get the POAP. Um, so three out of 500 got claimed, but uh, you know, that it was just such a reminder that we are still so, so early in this space. You know, the fact that the majority of, you know, a thousand, 2000 geeks that were out there, didn't have crypto wallets and weren't savvy. Just pretty amazing. So anyway, um, that's kind of what I did yesterday, uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. I recommend everybody go out and like if you have an opportunity like that, take it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and um, that that actually kind of uh, ties into our special guest today, um, Niran from uh, from Panvala. Um, who I actually met at an onboarding event here in Austin, Texas earlier this year, the, the Rare Pizzas, uh, Bitcoin Pizza Day pizza party over at ABGB. So uh, he's, he's going to be coming up here in a little bit and will be our guest for the day. Um, but yeah, hey, wait a minute. Was, was that the pizza party that I was at in Austin? <laughs> a different pizza party. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, because I was like, oh, wait, no way. That's cool. Yeah, this was the May 22nd one. You were here for uh, South by Southwest, weren't you? Yeah, for sure. Right on, right on. Well, man, yeah, very, very cool to uh, to, to just be thinking about onboarding. And, and um, you, you got kind of rugged a little bit in there. But but just for those who maybe didn't hear the entire story, uh, CD was saying that he pitched the lieutenant governor of Hawaii on using NFTs to to do some education, and so uh, so that's really cool. That's what we like to see here at the page. Uh, I mean, just big time onboarding opportunity, but also you know bringing value to the ecosystem and and sharing you know the the good new technology with a new community. So very very cool stuff. Um, let's see, Rihanna, uh, I believe you had some uh, some something for us here. <laughs> I do. I do. I just want to take a moment and say there's some new faces in the audience. This is very exciting. Welcome, welcome. Um, and so the the por portion that I want to talk about today is Web 2 writers transitioning to Web 3 and what that looks like and what that journey could be. Um, so first of all, I'm I'm a traditionally published author and I have a lot of uh, writers who are 
colleagues of mine, friends of mine, and they're always so interested. What does that look like? What does that look like? And so basically, there are so many possibilities. Like the possibilities are so endless that we can't even like sitting here thinking that we've thought of all of these things. We can't even imagine what the possibilities would be. Um, I get so excited about it. I have to literally force myself to go to sleep because I find myself writing constantly because there's so many places and so many, so many avenues to experience and explore. Um, but the biggest thing that I see in transitioning from web two to web three is nobody's going to tell me no. Like, I'm not going to receive another rejection letter. I'm not going to work hours and hours and put together a, a manuscript and send it to an agent or a publisher. And they're like, nope. And so, um, you know, putting forth good quality work and good quality time and connection. And and I actually get to put it someplace like it really gets to be published. It really gets to be out there and I get to be I get to write articles. I, I, I get to work with uh, the Vagabond magazine and I just I, I, I've been a writer my whole life and I'm writing more in the last few months than, than I have really ever written. <laughs> and so it's so exciting. And, and the big one, the big one is um, there isn't a gatekeeper that's going to say, no, you cannot come in. Um, and so I get to research where and when and how I want to, I want my next manuscript to be published. Um, and then the royalties of things like this, the, the traditionally published authors right now, um, generally make between five and 20% royalties on print books. They usually 25% on eBooks and, you know, 20 to 25, 10 to 25% on audiobooks. And if we just take that and we flip it upside down, then the 95, 85% can go to the writer, the people who are working on it, all of us, right? And so that is so exciting. But then the very most exciting thing, so nobody's going to tell me no, the possibilities of actually getting real royalties for the work that I'm doing. And then I get to speak to my readers. I get to interact with my readers. And that is the most important, the most thrilling, the most fulfilling thing um, is being able to, to talk with them and interact with them. And however that looks, whether it's Discord or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, um, the, the connection with them can be more direct. Um, that way so that, because I'm going to know who bought my book right and I'm going to know who who's there and and it just opens up for such an amazing community and so um that's generally what I start with when I'm trying to introduce people to web3 is why would I do that anyway um but then when to make the transition well I would say um people who are thinking about transitioning from web2 to web3 as a writer um what feels right to you what feels good to you? Come jump in and, and make some connections and join some groups and get involved and and talk to some people. Help. Heck, you know, come come on and, and follow all of us and, and interact with us and talk with us. I mean, we want to help. We want we want you to join Page Dow and get involved with Vagabond magazine. And and there's so many people in the audience today, familiar faces that I know they work great together and are excited about all of this and, and jump in and, and talk with us. and. 
and we'll help. And that is the next biggest thing is the Web3 community, the Web3 writers. I haven't I haven't joined any discord or visited with anybody where I felt like I ought not be there. Everybody is so welcoming and everybody is helpful and everybody just is, you know, the moment that I joined Paige Dow, I mean, I feel like I've been working with Dylan and CD for years <laughs> with the amount of connection that we have and the amount of conversations we have and the things we're throwing back and forth all the time. I mean, but really, it, I don't even know. Has it been two months, three months? I don't even know. I, I can't even decipher the, the times, the time frame of that. But um, the community is amazing. And then how do we translate current Web 2 writing skills to Web 3? Well, the really coolest part is that you already have all the writing skills. I mean, everybody learns as we go, right? We're always, always studying our craft and always improving. But those skills we already have, it, that translates nicely. The biggest concept to wrap our minds around is the possibility of it all. Every day I'm blown away at someone's idea for their project, who they're collaborating with, what pace they want to publish first or next, or how they intend to connect directly with readers and everybody's conversations around all of that is just so uh, amazing. And I'm just blown away and I'm so excited to be part of this conversation and part of this narrative. Um, and then um, the last part, what steps, what, do you, what, what steps do you take first? What's the first thing you want to do if you're a Web 2 writer and you're thinking about transitioning to Web 3? Um, I think it's okay to keep um, your life in Web 2 for a while until you feel really happy that, um, that you can jump full in with both feet into Web 3. Um, but the first thing to do is join us, talk with us, spend time with us, come visit. Um, you don't have to make any full boat changes. Um, just just come visit. See what it's like. Um, get involved. Write an article for Bag Vagamon Magazine. Because um, I know that CD is always so excited for new people to come join. And, you know, it's it's amazing. And, it, and it's a wonderful. And, he, and, he, and it's a beautiful, beautiful magazine. And I know that, that uh, Dylan and the Dow and everybody, they're always just let's let's everybody let's get involved let's get going let's let's work and and just jump in see what place fits your wishes and your needs and and you will really be amazed at what you find um and just make those connections so um i'm happy to know you i'm happy to see you i'm rihanna morgan come visit me come hang out and and come join join us at page dow and and we can't wait to see you we can't wait to, wait to greet you Oh, it's lovely, Rihanna. Thank you so much. I, I very much enjoyed that. And and, and um, okay, just uh, just to kind of throw in like just one more little action item too for folks. If if you want to join the page though, and if you want to get involved, there is a membership NFT that you can pick up at membership.nftbookbazaar.com. If uh, if that's something that you're interested in um you know uh feel, feel free so so that's cool and and yeah i just wanted to throw in the uh the membership there um also the page token has uh has become very useful lately so if you're a web 2 writer and you're looking to get into web 3 the page DAO does actually already offer a service that allows you 
to be able to come in and earn cryptocurrency for writing. This is called a Dwork board. And basically what it has is Trello, but with Web3 tools integrated. Actually, I just <laughs> um, I, I just realized that I need to go and uh, send the multi-sig transaction for the for the last week or so. So uh, anyway, if if you're waiting on that, then uh, you won't have to wait much longer. We'll, we'll get that knocked out before the end of the day here. But but basically, what what it is, folks, for the uninitiated, is is just a board where somebody can come. And what we do right now is is you send your your page tokens to our multi-sig, and then we post the bounty on your behalf. And then we work with the writer and review the article that you asked for and then send it to you. And then the writer gets paid the page tokens. So basically, it's a bounty system that has a, an internal DAO review kind of built in. And we've been experimenting with this for a few weeks now. And it seems to work just absolutely gangbusters. So very, very excited about that. It's really cool, man. Hearing, hearing all of this. Um, Rihanna, what, what you were talking about with, with onboarding people. And I just want to affirm that like, yeah, Vagabond magazine is always open to new writers and then connecting with what Dylan just said. Um, we've been using the, uh, the, the bounty system this last time. And, and it's, you know, it's a little, a little bit of a process. I believe we're going to have some writers that get paid this time. And uh, it's really neat that they're getting paid in page tokens for putting words on the page. I mean, how awesome is that? Um, and as I said, I mean, this this new issue is so on point about Web3 community and why we're all here in the first place. You know, I just wish it's going to be about 75 pages, which is our longest issue yet. But it's I wish we could have fit so many more. I mean, there's uh, there's so many communities out there that I would love to highlight. Um, oh, and I want to tell you guys while we're here that the next issue in November is going to be something really fun. Uh, so I've written a whole novel about my meta hero, PFP, who I named Slide Out. And uh, what I want to see is I want to see people writing stories about their favorite PFP that they use, giving it a name, giving it a background, giving it a story. I want to see stories about your apes, your mutants, your cool cat. Uh, you know, the, the avatar that you use, or maybe just an avatar that you like. And if you don't have one, I created this project called Is It A Bears and another one called The Balls. I'm happy to uh, to send you an avatar if you um, if you don't have a PFP so that you can write a story about one. Um, and, you know, I, there's a limited number of those that I can do, but I'm really happy to do it. So anyway, you guys, that's the next issue. And hope you all take part in it. Yeah, get in there, folks. Uh, that's the Faggot Bond magazine. And um, right now, uh, I would actually go so far as to say that this is the closest thing that there is to an official PageDAO publication. Uh, so, so everybody in the DAO reads it. Everybody in the DAO loves it. It ha always has great insights into the Web3 publishing industry. And yeah, we just can't say enough good things about Faggot Bond magazine. Let's see here. Um, kind of fulfilling my hostly duties, I guess. Um, Niran, um, I'm going to go ahead and invite you up to speak, sir, because you are our guest of honor today. And then uh, Easy and Crypto, uh, you had requested earlier, so I'm going to send you another, uh, another little invite now that we've kind of gotten our opening segments out of the way. Um, just to kind of say another few words about onboarding here, folks, um, this is the big focus this year. 
Um, me personally, I'm going to be going to every onboarding event that I can find here in the Austin, Texas region. Um, I, I think pretty much that goes for, for most of the folks that I know. I, I think it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, even if we're innovators in the space and we're thinking all these high level thoughts about how to best, you know, execute, you know, the vision that we have for crypto and stuff, you, you know, it just, it'll never go away. We we will never not need to, to go back and, and start to kind of clue people into what we're creating. And and so one of the focuses that this kind of lagged in the past, you know, in terms of onboarding has just been, you know, what, what do we have to like put in somebody's hand? What, what do we have to give somebody? Um, how can we provide an incentive that they can wrap their hands on uh, just, you know, to, to kind of solidify that, that initial onboarding process? And, and so, so at PageDAO, we have a couple of things. We have the membership NFTs, we have the books, and we have the page token. And, and so one of the things that I'm, I'm going to try to do this fall is, is 100 pages at a time. I want to give away 10,000 page tokens. Uh, but but the, uh, the, the thing is going to be that if, if you want 100 page tokens, you're going to have to see me IRL. So, so that's going to be kind of like my, I'm, I'm going to use the page token basically as a PO app. Um, for, for meeting me IRL at onboarding events this fall. That's awesome. Love it. Hey, yeah. W- welcome, Easy. How are you today, sir? Doing good. I'm uh, nicely settled in down in Costa. Uh, so really nice to be back down here with the fam. And uh, later today at uh, Easy's Corner, we're going to have uh, SDP, Smart Digital Payments, on. And, uh, you know, we're getting... Uh, really close to the Meta Builders launch on the 28th, and uh, PageDAO is going to be, you know, represented there. Going to uh, have some really great, uh, you know, just conversations, kind of uh, roundtable-y um, talks, as well as epic music. So make sure, uh, you know, you're you're following both uh, PageDAO and Meta Builders on the old Twitters, so you can uh, be up to date and uh, come join us for that epic event. Right on. Um, thank you so much for, for bringing up MetaBuilders. I hadn't said anything yet, but we're definitely uh, very happy to be working with our friends at MetaBuilders to uh, build the future of the metaverse. And we've also been joined by our guest today, Niran. Can you speak, sir? Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Hey, how are you today? This is um, this is kind of the closest thing we've got to a community call. We, we've recently introduced a new structure to it. And so my thought here is that we've got probably 20 minutes. And what I would like to do is just get you to kind of give us a brief overview of Panvala, because I, I think maybe CD remembers. Um, I'm not sure exactly, um, you know, kind of what the situation is for, for Rihanna or for Easy or for anybody else. So, so just maybe a quick overview of Panvala, and then we can ask some questions and make some plans. Awesome. So, A, it's been great to be here and learn more about your community. Like, I already knew kind of the high-level overview of what PageDAO was, but without actually, like, you know, hanging out with the people in the community, you never really get a good feel for what it is. So, I'm really excited to uh, be able to do that. So, some context on what Panvala is. What Panvala is is a mass movement of communities and their members to shift every single marketing dollar in our economy 
into the budgets of communities, communities like CageDAO, communities like the different uh, Web3 DAOs you might see, but also communities on the ground in the cities you and I live in. We want the budgets of all of these communities to dramatically increase, both to just increase the quality of life within those communities, but also so that uh, whenever uh, there's some sort of problem in our society that people come across, rather than having to figure out how to convince 51% of uh, a nation or a city or whatever it is that the problem exists and on the way to solve it that literally every community has enough resources to be able to make a dent in the problem the way they see fit without having to get everyone to agree like we want to create a society of empowered communities so that we can solve more problems without being stuck in the, the kind of uh, political situation that we're in in so many cases. So that's what we're trying to do. We want to dramatically increase the budgets of communities like PageDAO and all sorts of communities. Uh, in general, the way it works, uh, if you have heard of Box Tops for Education, if as a kid, uh, some uh, either your parents or some teacher at your school is trying to get you to collect some box tops from, from some cereal, then you already understand a lot about how this works. But for people who don't know about box tops for education, the short and sweet version, basically there's a cereal company called General Mills. And what they were trying to get done is to have parents buy their cereal. You walk into the grocery store, there's so many cereals on the shelf. They want parents to ignore the vast majority of those cereals and only buy the General Mills cereal. So the way they got that done is by saying, hey, parents, if you buy our cereal and cut off that cardboard top of the box, take that box top to your kid's school. We're going to count up all the box tops at each school and fund your kid's school uh, based on that amount. And what they're doing there is really revolutionary. They're giving their customers control of their marketing budget to take and make an impact in a community they care about. That is how every marketing dollar in our economy should flow. And that's what our mass movement is all about. That's what we do with Panvala. We want to drive every marketing dollar to flow to communities. So in Panvala, the equivalent of that box top is what we call Panvala stamps. Instead of being pieces of cardboard, they are NFTs. And instead of just one company offering them, literally any company you do business with can offer these stamps as a way to get customers in the door. On the flip side, communities across our network that are collecting these stamps are driving their community members to collect these stamps the same way every parent-teacher association was trying to get people to collect these box tops. Every community in our network is getting people to collect these stamps by instead of just buying from anybody, buying from companies that are actually offering stamps. So if you go to panvala.com slash stamps, you can see some of the live campaigns right now. Uh, most of them do not require a purchase. They're more, uh, uh, try, instead of uh, buying ads to try to get people to follow them on Twitter or uh, subscribe to their newsletter, things like that. What the companies running campaigns are doing right now is offering funding for your community to get that same result. So again, they're not doing it mainly out of charity. They're doing it to achieve their marketing goals. Uh, and then the, on the flip side, the communities get to fund whatever it is they want. The, the power at the end of the day lies with the individual person who's collecting the stamp. You get to choose which community those dollars flow to. It's not the sponsors at the end of the day saying, oh, it's only this community or that community. We want to empower every single person in our society to be able to shift the flow of marketing dollars in our economy to the destination they see fit. 
So uh, the easiest way to get started within PageDAO is again, to head to panvala.com slash stamps and check out the current campaigns. The easiest ones to collect right now are the Logos campaign and the Index Co-op campaign. And both of those involve basically uh, plugging into their different content streams, either their newsletter, their uh, social media, their podcast, things like that. Those are the actions that they're trying to get people to take. And that's how you earn these stamps for these campaigns. As we branch out to more and more communities, both within Web3 and outside in the real world, again, we're getting closer and closer to that serial experience where literally when you're choosing where you buy coffee or choosing uh, which uh, where you're gonna get lunch, like literally there's options for you to earn stamps with every action that you're taking in our economy and have those dollars flow to your community. The stronger we build up the stamp collecting culture, the more on the other side of the equation, the businesses that are trying to get customers in the door have to make a decision about where to deploy their marketing dollars. Will they get more people in the door by just spending on ads or will they get more people in the door by offering stamps to their customers? The stronger our stamp collecting culture, the more those dollars shift because at the end of the day, they're just trying to get customers in the door. And if you go to the businesses that are offering stamps, that's how you make the shift happen. That's what our movement looks like. It's teaching every community on the face of the planet how to build up the stamp collecting culture, how to go collect those stamps, and how they already control the value of the marketing dollars in our economy. But showing them how they can actually steer where they go, that's what this movement is all about. Uh, there's also the flip side of the equation, how publishers at the end of the day, how uh, authors can get people to buy their books by offering stamps. But that's a longer story. I can talk about that too. But uh, I think right now, uh, showing you uh, within PageDAO how to use the stamps to support the kind of efforts that you're doing to produce Web3-centric content from Web3 authors, I think, is the, the name of the game today. Oh, brilliantly said, sir. Um, I, I feel like I understand much better than I did in the past, and um, I, I hope everybody uh, feels the same. However, I would also like to open it up to questions just in case anybody is not quite understanding. So um, if you're already a host or speaker, feel free to just unmute and say what you want. Otherwise, um, you can you can request at this time and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start to open it up. But I do want to keep the focus on Panvala. Um, this is a potential funding opportunity, not only for PageDub, but also for Vagabond Magazine and for... Uh, I mean, honestly, like my own scent page, I feel I feel like I could potentially uh, try try to use the Panvala service to promote. So, so really, the the options are limitless here. And um, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to raise your hand. Naran, I'm I'm going to jump in there um, with a question. You've been working with these communities. How has your uh, how has your the reception in the community been? Has it, have you been onboarding people and and explaining to people what are some of the questions? that you communities that you're working with yeah so it's been great so far like uh again once people what's the box top sort of model clicks for people they kind of fit the ground and they kind of uh get what's going on uh within each community what makes it work well is when a couple of people get really excited about it and kind of take charge to establish that stamp collecting culture within their community it really it, it is not a um it's, it's not a mechanism. It's not a program that kind of works passively. It doesn't, it's not that value is just trickling into your community's treasury. It's really about the, the actually shifting the culture within your community 
to care about how many stamps are getting collected, to care about who's doing it. The same way every parent-teacher association was kind of pushing kids to, to cut those tops off the boxes. Like that's the, the way this works. It really takes a culture change uh, for, the, for the movement to work. But there's definitely been uh, some exciting things that we've seen in communities in the network uh, from communities like um, uh, Shenanigan is one community, if you've heard of, where they're doing very interesting stuff. Uh, one Hive has really taken to uh, collecting them. And again, all the communities in the network, the, 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 we've been building up this network for a couple of years right now, going from five communities to 85 and uh, showing each community how to build up that culture is really what growing this movement looks like uh, within Web3 and then branching out into the cities that we're in to uh, get normal communities of non-tech people, non-crypto people to build up that same kind of culture. Because again, this is, not a, this is not really a tech product. Again, we do use NFTs, but it's really a mass movement of human beings uh, that already have the power to shift where these dollars flow. We're just showing them how to do it. That's so awesome. I mean, um, hey, I want to throw this out here. I haven't use, used it yet. Uh, but if you'd like to put together like a one page ad that I can throw in the next issue of Vagabond magazine, I'd love to do that. I'd love to like um, maybe you could explain a little bit about it. Just a, a simple one pager. And, you know, the deadline would have to be in the next couple of days if you could get that to me. But if not, we could do it in the next issue um, for November. But um, I'd love to give you the opportunity to do that. And that'd be free, of course. That'd be really cool. Yeah, we could definitely put something together. All right. Cool. Well, um. Let's see. I've invited Bobcat back to the stage too, just because I feel like maybe meta builders would be also a potential, uh, you know, pen pen follow uh, interested party. Um, so so definitely super cool stuff. Um, I I really like the way that the social movement kind of uh, you know, you know coalesces like sort of you know around this idea that like people are going to take charge of sort of the marketing and then basically instead of it just being the fire hose of shouting voices that are always trying to be the loudest in the room you know maybe now we can start to have quieter voices that are more polite and that are being evaluated on the basis of you know the the people that they intend to help and the causes they intend to promote and that can just be kind of like this healthy um sort of alternative to to shouting for for brands and, and so, I mean, that's just such a such a profound uh, difference to me. I, I really like it. That's exactly the shift that we're making happen. Like uh, one way to describe what this movement will accomplish is really making advertising spending less effective, making shouting less effective. Because at the end of the day, shouting works because people need to know that there's a, there's a product being offered to solve a problem that they have. And when you have that problem, you're going to remember whoever was offering it <laughs> based on the ads that they had out there. You could probably list five uh, car insurance companies off the top of your head because they've been shouting at you for a very long time. Uh, we want to make that less effective. Again, it's not that the it's not that getting the word out about a product will go away. That will still exist, but it won't be a competition over who's spending the most on ads anymore. Uh, it'll be a competition over who's spending the most on stamps to be able to fund the communities of the customers at the end of the day. So to two, to two requirements to earn somebody's business. Right now, there's one requirement, be in their heads when they need to make that purchase. Uh, when our movement is done, there'll be two requirements, be in their heads when they're making that purchase, but also offer more stamps, more value in stamps 
then there are other options. So they actually choose you at the end of the day. That will lower the amount of shouting that's out there because again, shouting will not work as effectively as just saying, hey, we're just gonna offer more back to our, uh, to our customers' communities. And you'll just be able to see that when you're searching for a solution to your problem. When you pull up Google Maps looking for a restaurant to shop at, when you uh, are in your uh, like uh, Amazon.com looking for the right thing to buy, it'll just be on there saying, hey, if you buy this thing, this is how much you get back in stamps. So that, that's how we intend to turn down that, the, the volume of the shouting at the end of the day. When you take the, the, really the power of marketing under your own control, you end up getting to control how marketing is done. And that's what we want to help you do. Very well said. Hey, Bobcat, you made it. Yeah, I had to switch uh, from PC to mobile, but I made it. Right on. Well, um, yeah, it was just um, it was popping in my head that you um, are one of the founding members of Meta Builders DAO, which is going to be launching in a few short days. And I know that one of the things that we like to do at Meta Builders is help our clients with some marketing. And so it strikes me that there is definitely a potential overlap here between uh, not only PageDAO, Vagabond Magazine, you know, my personal Substack you know, everything else that we can think of, but also meta builders, <laughs> you know, of oh, yeah, course, sure. uh, you know, could potentially fit in here. Oh yeah. We're, uh, we're definitely uh, trying to utilize that partner partnership to our fullest, fullest advantage. I think all the PR that we've been doing has been great. Um, get, you know, a lot of articles written. Uh, we need to get a little bit more streamlined on the editorial side, but yeah, we're, we're getting there. Yes, indeed. And if you're following uh, that stream of content, which you certainly should be, follow MetaBuilders on Twitter if you aren't already, um, you will be seeing probably some onboarding-related uh, content coming your way at the end of this week. Um, we're also working on the merge a little bit and, you know, just kind of trying to still digest, like, exactly, you know, what happened there. Also, um, Cosmoverse is happening right now in Medellin, Colombia. Um, so, so I believe the Atom 2.0 tokenomics were released earlier, and I haven't actually had a chance to view those, but that's potentially also a seismic shift here. Yeah, very cool. And then if you do want to know more about Meta Builders, we're going to be on Easy's Corner um, here uh, later, later this evening. So, um, uh, Yeah, yeah. Just a few hours away. Yeah, looking forward to that. So. Cool. Well, um, all righty. I, I guess that, that'll be the end of the, like, the, the real specific Q&A. Um, we can obviously come back and, and ask Neuron more questions as they pop up later. Um, but this being the PageDAO show, um, it would not be the same without the PageDAO on the stage speaking. So I'm going to send out a round of speaker invites to, to everybody and consider the floor to now be open. It looks like we've been joined by uh, Tropy... Uh, Tropy Agent and Greg Younger um, So, so if either of you would like to to jump out and introduce yourselves, um, feel free. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll say hello, um, Greg Younger. I uh, do a lot of work around uh, the intersection of writing and Web three, or or something that I like to call Write three. And uh, just I've first of all appreciate. Uh, today's spaces. Uh, Dylan, I think you and I have tried to get connected on a couple occasions. And um, so when I saw this, uh, 
when I saw this Twitter space was was popping up, I wanted to to hop on and say hello and introduce myself. I would love to to connect with you all and, and learn more about your bounty writing system and 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 more about the page DAO. So maybe we can take that offline and and get connected. But uh, um, you know, as far as today's topic goes, Web two onboarding of of Web three writers that's something that I think a lot about. And uh, I thought uh, uh, Rion, your your introduction was was fantastic, and uh, I would love to continue to have sort of conversations around how we, what the value proposition looks like, right, for Web two writers to come onto Web three. And I try to think a lot about the verbs of Web three writing, and and I think about it kind of like from a copywriting perspective. It's sort of like if I had a website and I wanted to attract writers to the to the website or to my company, but I could not use the word Web3 anywhere on my website, what would that copywriting look like? And the, the verbs I keep coming back to are own, reward, sell, and engage. And so I think as we try to think about onboarding, you know, Web2 writers, it's it's about owning your work. It's about new ways to reward your readers. It's about, you know, selling and compensation at a high level. And it's about engaging, you know, a whole new audience in a whole new way. And I think the more that we can brainstorm and and think about best practices around that, I think the better off we're going to be. Very early on in this right three journey, it, it, it dawned on me that to bring a lot of people into web three writing, we have to show them how they can make money doing it. And, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, uh, you know, it's sometimes we don't want to be so, um, you know, capitalistic, but, but that's the bottom line. We really have to do that. And so, you know, your bounty writing system sounds right up that alley and I'd love to learn more about it and, and share the good word with my audience uh, about that. About, about that that process. But yeah, I just think that the more we can really think about how we can make money and, and help others make money and what really the value proposition of Web3 is without even talking about Web3, you know, um, I think that's, that's when we can really start to reach mass audiences. So thanks for having the space. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you letting me chit chat with y'all and uh, would love to connect with y'all. Um, at a later point as well. Hey, great, great finally meeting you. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I sent a, a Discord message back your way. We, we should definitely connect, man. Uh, I, I dig the focus on onboarding that you bring to this. Oh, yes, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I, I really spent a lot of time reading all the articles that you put together. Hello, and... my name is Angel, and I'm a digital estate agent for Trophyverse. I wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry, Trophyverse. I've gone ahead and muted you. Uh, Rihanna was speaking. Oh yeah, thanks. Thank you. I I apologize for talking over, um, but I did just want to go back and chat with Greg a, a little bit and just say thank you so much. I really I read through the articles that you've recently um, shared, and you worked so hard on it. Was very evident, and I was just so excited to see you in the space today, and was like, yay! I want to meet you and talk to you and and spend time. Um, you know, collaborating a little bit, talking with each other, getting to know each other, because I'm definitely, um, I, your work, the things that you've put forth really resonate with me, um, as a, a writer transitioning to web three. 
And I just really feel like that a lot of the things that you have to say and focusing on the verbs of that transition will really be um, a magnificent uh, path for people. And so I just really wanted to say hello, and I'm so glad to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Um, let's definitely all get connected. My DMs are open. That's an excellent phrase. I, I love hearing that. <laughs> well, folks, you know, so, uh, I feel like we've got, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, since we've got a little bit of time, I'd love to hear what people are reading or maybe what people are writing. Um, it's always, always fun for me to get new book recommendations from people and to hear exciting things that they're reading and, and maybe learn a little bit along the way. One, uh, one quick break and I'll do here because uh, I got to. Oh, no. Did he just get rugged? Community collaborative writing event that we have on Fridays over in Token Smart. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we are at a, a, a newish time. So it's uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 Eastern. Um, and we have creative juices flowing. Uh, Nappy Headed Hooligan is the, is the co host. And uh, we're getting towards like the big, big scenes in the story. Uh, rapper versus Illuminati stuff. It's really fun. Um, so I just wanted to make a mention of that and hope to get some more people over there with us uh, this week. And then I think we're going to be wrapping it up and uh, we'll, we'll get another partner to come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we got Nappy in the house too, it looks like. Um, really cool. So, sorry I didn't make it last week. I've, I've been mining a lot of fiat, and uh, I think I have to sacrifice three of my days, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but but I'll be around Monday through Thursday, and hopefully uh, a little bit less stressed out now that I've kind of worked out how to, you know, kind of stop the bleeding here. So, uh, you know, it's all just about kind of surviving triage on the battlefield, if you know what I mean. Dude, oh, well, mining fiat is the best phrase I've heard in, in at least a week. I'm going to go mine some fiat myself. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Also known as working. Uh, looks like Jay Fuji has jumped in. What's up, Jordy? Uh, and we got Ekira, who is Akira, perhaps, um, who is uh, another of our rider friends from the uh, Token Smart or excuse me, from the Meta Builders uh, gang. So, uh, hey, Akira, this is a shout out for you. Let's see here. I, I was watching the, uh, <laughs> um, not, not to bring it back to the fantasy, but I, I saw CD's uh, tweet earlier about liking the new uh, Lord of the Rings better than the, or excuse me, the new Rings of Power better than the new, uh, what's the dragon one called? House of the Dragon, I guess. Uh, Game of Thrones. Any, anyway, um, I, I thought that was kind of funny. I, honestly, they've both kind of lost me a little bit like here lately. Uh, episodes that have come out in the last week or two have just kind of not been <laughs> things I was really that interested in. I'm having to watch these things like twice just to follow them all the way to the end, you know? So uh, <laughs> what, what do you think about that, CD? Well, you know, I, I put in that tweet too. Like, I'm a, I prefer Star Trek over Star Wars always, you know. And um, and I feel like the Rings of Power is is sort of like giving a Star Trekish vibe. Like, there's a story, there's a history, there's a lore, there's like a meta story that um, that I'm I'm vibing with. Whereas the House of Dragon is just 
just dragon. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, dragon, no pun intended, but it just doesn't feel like a story well told. It feels like they're skipping too far ahead between episodes. Um, I'm not really feeling any connection with the characters. And I don't know, the, the graphics and, you know, how fun is it to watch a CGI dragon the first time? Yeah, my thoughts. Yeah, no doubt. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, straight up. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, to, to me, it seems like. Uh, it, I mean, like there was, there was just, it was so jarring. Like I felt like I had missed an entire episode. You know, it's like we we left like with this cliffhanger like last week, and then this week we get to, you know, and it's just like suddenly thirty years in the future, ten years in the future, or something. You know, uh, it seemed seemed like kind of a, a big narrative gap there. Yeah, totally. I agree. And and in Rings of Power, hey, I, I just wanted to say that um, the like bad guy elf turned Dark Lord or whatever he is. I'm not sure exactly what to call him. Um, he's not Sauron or Sauron, but uh, that guy kind of reminds me of you, dude. Um, I was like, oh, that guy's kind of cool. And he reminds me of Dylan. What? <laughs> you think I'm an evil elf that like oversees a bunch of lord uh, of orcs that like create tunnels and try to try to go kill everybody? I mean, that's what we are in Page Down, right? We're a bunch of orcs making tunnels, trying to uh, trying to bring Web Three to the people that don't necessarily oh. want it. So, so maybe you are the Dark Lord, my friend. All right, I guess call me Sauron. <laughs> or, or wait, uh, uh, Adar. Right, uh, it's not actually Sauron yet. Or, oh, okay, so so tell me this, CD. Like, at the risk of spoiling the the action, like, is the mystery stranger man is that Sauron or is that Gandalf? Because I'm pretty sure it's like one of the two, but I'm not sure which. Oh, I I think it's Gandalf. I, I definitely think it's Gandalf. Like the way that he loves the hobbits or the proto hobbits, it's got to be Gandalf. Like, fell from the stars and like learning his powers. He's connection with um, but it. Would be a big plot twist to have. It's never too late for a plot twist, but uh, it, that would be a plot twist if he ended up being Sauron or um, or that other that other wizard. I can't ever remember his name. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not Sauron. But anyway, uh, maybe enough uh, fictional chatter for the day. Let's see. We've got the uh, we've got the the Meta Builders Yeet coming to a finale on on the twenty eighth here. Um, they're going to be on Easy's Corner here later today. Um, and then, so, so that's, that's a big deal because, you know, the, the meta builders are probably the biggest partner that page has today. Um, we, we've actually built the D work board in partnership with them and we've been using it with them to create some writing. Uh, so, so, I mean, really that, that's something that's really, really pretty central kind of, kind of in my, uh, vision as I kind of try to focus up for the week. Um, what's everybody else working on? We, we've got about eight more minutes left. So, uh. What's going on around the page, Dow? Should we should we kind of switch gears and just talk about what everybody's up to for the rest of the call? So everybody's talking once now. And the Ethereum, am I rugged? I must be rugged. You're you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I put together this thing in Hawaii called Blockchain in Paradise that is sort of a an umbrella group for all of the different blockchain. Um, interest groups. There's Bitcoin people, there's, you know, Ethereum people, NFTs, DeFi. And we have a, a, a couple of meetups every month. Uh, if you happen to be in Hawaii, 
in Honolulu and you want to come join us, we're having our next meetup on Friday at Whole Foods, the outdoor tables in Kaka'ako. So if you're here in Hawaii, come on out and meet us and hang out. It's just casual, no agenda. It's just talking with, with people that share an interest. That sounds amazing. So fun. I wish I was in Hawaii. I would definitely come over. <laughs> um, so let's see. I guess I could talk a little bit about what I'm working on. I um, am working on writing a short story that I haven't done in a very long time. So that's really exciting. And so, and you guys know me, I just say what I'm working on, but I don't talk about what it is. So <laughs> um, when it's all done, I'll, I'll let you know the title of it. How about? <laughs> all right. Wait, wait to build some anticipation. <laughs> yes. Rihanna is writing a short story. Woo woo. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few really, really amazing short stories come through the Dow already. Um, and we do actually still have that writing contest uh, ongoing. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many entries we are drawing at this point. Uh, it's honestly probably time to tweet about that again and just make sure everybody knows what's uh, what's shaking out because they've got about another, uh, call it three weeks or so, to, to submit um, their, their works of short fiction. Um, and the, the top uh, prize, um, the, the person who... Uh, who wins the first first place in the contest um you can actually submit your first novel chapter or a synopsis of that novel um to um the uh the first page down member to have earned the distinction of being a new york times best-selling author um so so i mean really really cool cool stuff i mean uh he knows how to sell books and he will help you so uh you definitely want to submit your best best work to this competition so that you can put them uh put them new york times best selling eyes on it and see what you can do uh to to move some more copies there oh what's up binks uh hello planet binks if you would like to jump up and uh, say a few words about how your week's going, I've gone ahead and invited you. Uh, also, Nappy, it looked like maybe got rugged, but is back now. So uh, how, how's your week going, Nappy? Yo, how, how you doing, Dylan? I just wanted to say uh, about the, the House of the Dragon and the, what y'all were just talking about, man. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I was bricked up for that House of the Dragon. I thought I was watching a porno snake, and it was real anyway it was like it, it was pretty good and then it was like building up to be good and then like you said it just like fell off it's like what is going on uh, but, uh, a little bit about what i'm working on man i got a lot of you know me and easy got past the pin on fridays i just went to the studio and recorded a whole mixtape uh, and i'm working on the post-production with the engineer on tuesday which is tomorrow for that and uh I'm right now working on the, uh, the visuals too. I'm going to make these moving visuals. I feel like uh, when you drop NFT music, people don't really like just a still picture. They think that that's not work or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to make it uh you know moving pictures and, and try to animate it this best that I am able to to do and drop drop half of the mixtape. So excited about that. I got a lot of things going on with that. I just got another beat from a guy that work, wants to work on a CD or an album together, and uh, he's really good. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm writing on that. Just just working as well. So I'm trying to trying to drop all this music and uh, 
and just keep moving forward with this. Whoopee! All right. Well, that sounds awesome, man. Uh, it looks like Mr. Greg Younger has his hand up. Uh, the, sir, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. Appreciate it. Not uh, being part of the DAO. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Um, but I did have a question about the DAO. Um, do do y'all um, uh, have writing that's nonfiction or is it all fiction writing? Oh, man, we do literally everything. Uh, in fact, most of the stuff that I've personally mentioned to read me books is more of a philosophical essay genre, which is certainly nonfiction. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of speculation, but definitely not fiction. Great. Um, you know, I think there's a, a place for nonfiction publishing in Web3. I think it's a kind of a, a, a larger whole. Um, I think there's a lot of fiction opportunities out there. Nonfiction, not so much. I'm uh, I'm in the process of of trying to finish a book, like an ebook that's um, titled A Beginner's Guide to Web3 Writing Seven Ways to Make Money as a Blockchain Author, even if you've never written online before. And I'm looking to try to you know, find a Web3 publisher that, that works for that. So again, interested in, in chatting with you guys and, and seeing if that's a possibility. So all good. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, tell, tell me if it's weird that I'm just trying to connect the Gregs together, um, but we actually have a page.member member named Greg Fishbone who runs, um, I believe, a Web3 publishing, like full-on company called Cryptoversal Books. Uh, you know, obviously it takes time to build that and everything. And I'm not sure just exactly how far down the line he has gotten at this point. Um, one, one of our big pushes right now, alongside onboarding is also fundraising so that we can start doing a little bit more dev stuff and, you know, helping out with some of these projects around the, around the house. Um, in fact, I need to send him a DM. We, we probably need to, uh, you know, there's a few things we need to try around that project. Um, anyway, uh, all of that is to say that I, I would love to connect the two of you together because um, Greg is a very, very strong uh, Web2 publishing uh, sort of dude who has come and spent a lot of time learning how to do the Web3 business too. And I, I really think that he's probably the best person for you to talk to about that. I've actually connected with him. Uh, I, and, he, you know, what I love about Greg is that he's he's sort of published on on a ton of different platforms. And so he has first, you know, hand knowledge about about sort of how they all work. Um, but he's another great advocate for, I think, the right three movement and what we're all about here. So, um, yeah, definitely worth reconnecting with him. Um, he's a he's a great voice in the uh, in the movement. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Well, uh, folks, we have come right up against the hour here at 4 p.m. Uh, so so I, I think uh, I speak for both of my co-hosts when I say this has been an excellent spaces. Um, maybe maybe the best one yet with the new uh, the, the new format and the structure and everything that we're trying to do. So very, very happy to uh, happy to say that. We made it. Uh, I think we're about done here. So uh, thank you, everyone who came out. And I just want to say peace, love, and whoopee. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Page Dow Show, Episode 3, Web 3 Onboarding. Recorded on Monday, September 26, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that re.
play Sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way I make about three bucks for every thousand plays So add it up and do the math on that Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody wanna rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties Huge sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist Can't even say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play how to turn profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. What happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.